Hello, and welcome to the Personal Injury Law Podcast. My name is Jonathan Rosenfeld, an attorney at Rosenfeld Injury Lawyers, LLC. This podcast is here to break down the barriers when it comes to the world of personal injury law. Each podcast will go into detail about a specific legal issue or type of personal injury case, from everyday occurrences to the esoteric. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. For more information, visit my website at rosenfeldinjurylawyers.com. Hello, everybody. I am Jonathan Rosenfeld, and I, today on the Personal Injury Podcast, I am joined by attorney Anthony Lanzone uh, in California, and we are going to talk about one of the most prevalent types of nursing home abuse cases out there, bed sores. Uh, you can call them bed sores, you can call them pressure sores, you can call them decubitus ulcers, but at the end of the day, they're all the same. And uh, Anthony is really a, um, a leader when it comes to elder abuse cases in California, and I'm Frankly, I'm really happy that he's joined me today so we can talk about this, this issue. Uh, Anthony, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Jonathan, thanks for having me. Well, to begin with, you know, I think a lot of times people who, you know, may have a family member in a nursing home, uh, you know, they may get a call at some point or they may, you know, be going through their, their loved one's medical records and they see you know, a term on there. Um, there's a, frankly a lot of medical terms in these records, but uh, they may see a term, you know, decubitus ulcer, pressure sore, pressure ulcer. And, you know, they may not really know what that is. Um, I guess to begin with, can you sort of give us an explanation about what these are? What is a pressure sore? Yeah, you know, it's bed sore. It's kind of exactly what the, what the name suggests. It's, it's a sore that can develop on the skin. Uh, they primarily develop on bony prominences. Um, and you can get those from sitting in a chair for extended periods of time, uh, laying in bed for extended periods of time without relieving the pressure to those areas. And obviously the older we get, uh, the more prone we are to those type of injuries. And so it's essentially a, an ulceration or a sore that develops when you're lying in bed or sitting in a wheelchair for extended periods of time without relieving the pressure to the area. And when we're talking about these, these bed sores, um, we're typically not talking about a situation where there may be a bruise or, or uh, a scab or something. You know, these, these bed sores can really um, amplify as they develop. And they really can uh, open and really form large wounds or craters in the body. Correct? That is correct. Bed sores, you know, they they kind of just the term kind of sounds nonchalant. Just a bed sore, it's no big deal. But the reality of those bed sores, you're right. They could be very significant uh, things that could really harm somebody. Um, you know the biggest organ in the body is the skin, right? And so um, when you develop a bed sore, and if, it, if, it, if, if, if you don't take care of it, um, you know, that could do some serious damage to the biggest organ in your body. 
and it's, it creates a portal for infections and all types of problems. Now, nursing homes know that many of their patients are susceptible to develop that source. Um, you know, this is not something, this is not a new uh, medical condition out there. Um, this is something that people have, in nursing homes and hospitals and other long-term care facilities have really suffered with for some time. Um, what steps, I guess, should a, a nursing home or other type of care facility um, be doing to, to help prevent these bed sores from uh, forming or developing in the first place? Well, uh, there's a lot to that uh, question, Jonathan. Um, I think the first thing I'd like to point out is that people are not supposed to be getting bed sores. A lot of times nursing homes will communicate to the families and say, oh, he's got a bed sore. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. And they play these types of injuries down. But the obligation of the nursing homes by statute, uh, I should say by federal regulation and the state regulations here in California, they require people that come into the facility without bed sores that they don't get them unless they can show uh, through the clinical record and the clinical things that they've done that they've taken every step possible to prevent that bed sore. Now you can imagine that's a pretty steep burden uh, but the reality of it is, is that the nursing homes are aware that people are prone to bed sores when they get there, but they're just not doing enough to try to prevent them. The only way to, to prevent these wounds is to relieve pressure to the area. And, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, everyone's like, oh God, the nursing homes, you know, they're heroes and they're fighting to, you know, take care of everybody in the nursing homes. But it, it just takes one good pandemic to show how poorly the nursing homes have done over the past you know, decade, uh, at least plus, I would say decade plus on just typical infection control pr protocols. And that goes for the same with bed sores. They're just not doing enough. Uh, you know, it, 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 it has to do with staffing, not having enough people to make rounds to turn and reposition folks. Um, it has to do with money, nursing homes, about the vast majority of them are, uh, owned by, uh, big, large companies that want to make a bunch of money. And all those factors go into why nursing homes do a poor job of making sure that people that come into the nursing homes and don't have bed sores, that they leave with the bed sores. Now, I, I think one of the, the things that I, I've seen in you know, really continue to see is that these bed sores don't develop overnight. You know, these are wounds that, you know, while, you know, you may have an early stage bed sore after a few days or something, but by the time a, a wound has manifested into, you know, they, and they grade these wounds based on a, a, a system, um, uh, you know, to try to make them objective, uh, on one to four, but by the time a wound becomes a stage four bed sore, um, that's a situation where it's not one person who is doing a poor job um, tending to a, a patient. It's really a, an overall breakdown in the type of care that the patient's getting. Um, and 
if you see a situation where uh, a patient has a stage four bed sore, um, what, if anything, would you suggest that the family do at that point? Well, the most important thing is, is the victim, right? The patient. Uh, they got to get in touch with the doctor. They got to be proactive. They have to get involved in the care. And I don't know about you, Jonathan, but my gut is usually a good thing to follow. If, if, if your gut's telling you that there's something wrong, then you're usually right. Now, what to do about that, as I said, you got to get involved in the, in the victim's care. And um, unfortunately, um, a lot of nursing homes don't do a very good job of communicating clearly with the family members. And you just have to do everything you can to advocate that this person gets the care that they need through the personnel and the physicians that are responsible for taking care of the, of, of the individual. Now, when a wound, you know, gets to an advanced stage, sometimes they'll call in uh, a wound care expert, or they'll send the patient out for a, a surgical debridement where they actually remove some of the, the dead tissue uh, to try to help the wound heal. Um, you know, I always sort of tell people, tell families, hey, these are sort of, you know, keyword words to hone in on. And if you hear those terms, you know, it's, it's probably a more severe wound than the facilities letting on. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you come in contact with these cases on a fairly regular basis. Um, would you agree that those are sort of things that families should be on the lookout for? And if they do hear those terms and, or even see a, a, a gaping wound on their loved one that they really do need to, you know, take some action? 100%, absolutely. In fact, even just leaving the bed sores aside for a second, I would make the argument that, you know, you have to be an advocate. You can't just simply rely on the people in the white coats and the nursing home. Generally speaking, a lot of these bed sores and problems that the nursing homes have, they don't really necessarily have to do with the hands-on caregivers. I mean, these people are really doing God's work. and The vast majority of them want to do a good job and they want to prevent people from getting bed sores and all those things. But the problem is, is the way the system is set up, the way they're organized, the way that these companies squeeze every penny out of for corporate profit. Um, you know, there's just not enough people and they don't do enough training. And that's why the people get the bed sores. So if you're ever in a nursing home or you have a loved one there, you have to be there. Uh, you have to be there every day, watching, asking questions and making sure that they're getting the care that they need and that they're, that they're not being harmed. So yeah, if you ever hear stage four bed sore, that is a red flag that things are not going well. Many, many years ago, when I first got into this business, I, I went to this uh, seminar or something along those lines where they were discussing elder abuse issues. And there was this prominent woman at the time who owned several nursing homes in, in Southern California and was also the administrator uh, of, of those homes. And she stood up in front of this crowd and said, no, but no nursing home resident should ever get bed sores on their heels, ever. If you ever see a bed sore on a heel, that is 100% avoidable because all you have to do is float the heels. That really stuck with me throughout my career, because if that's true with the heels, it's also true with a lot of other areas of the body. 
that people just aren't supposed to get bed sores. It seems like over the years, you know, the standards for the nursing homes changes within the nursing homes. The regulations stay the same, but the standards within the nursing homes seem to, uh, it's becoming acceptable for people to get bed sores. And it's a common thing to where they even tell the family members, it's common, don't worry about it, this was expected. But the reality of it is, is that there's a million things that you could do. You don't even have to be a medical professional. You just have to make sure you do everything within reason to alleviate pressure to the pressure points that are prone to the development of the bed sores. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I, I always sort of, you know, advise my clients to do, and, um, you know, I, I advise them to do this and regardless of the type of case, whether it's a, a an auto accident or, um, you know, work-related injuries, I always say, hey, you know what? You're walking around with the camera. You know what? Use the camera. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, photos really do carry an awful lot of weight. Um, But in a situation involving uh, a bed sore, you know, um, when you see these photos and when, if if the photos ever make it to the light uh, of a jury or something, um, they're really horrific and, and really graphic. You know, you and I sitting here talking about the bed sores, a lot of times doesn't necessarily do them justice when it comes to how graphic and really just how uh, dehumanizing these are, um, because it's really an open wound. So um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, um, photos in these cases, not necessarily, you know, whether they're from the client or their family or, or from the facility, but can you talk a little bit how the photos play into um, the outcome of some of these cases? Yeah, you know, the, the good news is that generally speaking, wound care over the years has developed where photographs is actually part of uh, the standard of care as in, ter- in, in terms of treating the wounds. So when people get bed sores in nursing homes uh, or if they get shipped out to the acute care hospital for whatever re- reason, there's usually a good photographic record within um the nursing home chart and or the acute care chart that shows you the development of the wound. Um, The pictures are horribly important because generally speaking, the public hears bed sore, they don't know what that is. Kind of like what we kind of touched on it in the beginning of our conversation. What is a bed sore? It doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal, right? Uh, You and I are fairly young guys, we don't know what bed sores would be from our personal experience. No, but I mean, in terms of the outcome of these cases, right? It ultimately, you know, when you are, you know, working on one of these cases and someone has a stage four pressure sore and you, whether or not, you know, your negotiations with, you know, uh, an insurance company, defense counsel, or if the case goes to trial, um, ultimately these cases are, you know, very visually uh, dependent on the, on the images. Right. And I, I guess, you know, can you just talk a little bit about, you know, how you've used some of these photos maybe to get some of these cases resolved? Because the public doesn't know what that is or they're not familiar with them, a picture is just, I mean, there's nothing more important than a picture. You can stand up and have an expert explain to you what a bed sore is and what this one was and what it looked like and so on and so forth for hours, but until you see it, 
you know, you really get a clear understanding when you see a picture of a bed sore. A stage two, a stage three, whatever it is, generally speaking, they're, hor they're horrific. Um, they, I can't even, I mean, it, it almost looks like carnage from like a war movie or something a lot of times these bed sores. Um, sometimes they're really small, you know, and they don't look, look that bad, but when you look a little, a little closer, you can see the bone. Uh, that's a deep bed sore that is horribly harmful and creates a huge risk of harm to the resident. So if you have pictures for, of, of a bed sore, you know, if you have a loved one in a nursing home and you hear bed sore, you're darn right. You should get photos of it. Uh, especially if you're anticipating litigation, because, um, you know, it, 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 it makes my job a lot easier when I don't have to explain it. I can just show it and everyone gets it the second you show them a picture. Um, I think that's really, you know, good advice. Now, you know, we're talking a little bit about right now, you know, the end result, um, you know, if someone does have a, a bed sore, you know, what, how that plays out in resolving a case. But um, if someone does have a family member who, you know, who is in a nursing home, assisted living facility or other types of, you know, long-term care facilities. And they do learn about an advanced bed sore, advanced, advanced stage bed sore. Um, would you suggest that they contact an attorney at that point? Again, the first thing I would do is I would try to do everything I can to make sure that the victim is getting the care that they need to treat the bed sore to try to heal that thing. But a lot of times, again, by the time a loved one ends up in a nursing home, this is usually the family's first time of, of experiencing what a nursing home is and what goes on into a nursing home. And a lot of times they're just relying on the people uh, or the system that's actually putting the victim in harm's way by allowing them to develop a bed sore. So the first thing is let's get the person the treatment that they need. Do the best you can with that. But that a lot of times that's not going to get you very far unless you get a lawyer involved. Um, you know, and not just any lawyer. I mean, you really need to find lawyers out there that do nursing home abuse cases because um, it's just a different animal. Uh, and you know, our our profession over the years has become so sub specialized. You know, it's very rare to see a lawyer that does everything now. And you really need to know and have experience with the nursing home business to understand what the potential client's problem is and how to go about, you know, trying to make sure that the victim gets the care that they need and also to evaluate whatever evidence that we need to evaluate in order to hold the nursing home accountable for the harm that they cause the victim. So, yes, definitely contact an attorney. Well, you know, obviously you are seasoned when it comes to evaluating uh, nursing home negligence cases and, and pressure sore cases. So I really appreciate you joining me today and giving your, your insight on this topic. Um, and if anyone has any questions, I'm going to put your uh, link to your website on our show notes, but I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Personal Injury Law Podcast. I'm Jonathan Rosenfeld. If you or anyone you know would like more information on any of the topics on the podcast, please visit my website at rosenfeldinjurylawyers.com. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, 
or your favorite podcast app. Please feel free to rate the show and leave a review. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.